You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday, October 15th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And of course, just a refresher, everybody knows Chris is on the phone this week, but you can see his smiling mug right there on the screen with me. Uh, Hopefully everybody's having a wonderful Friday so far, getting ready for a big football weekend. Uh, Not the normal big marquee matchups that we have kind of gotten used to over the first uh, however many weeks of the season. But, yeah, week seven now, we, we got some fun, interesting games that we are going to be talking about, along with uh, a few other things. Let me go ahead and get the show rolling, Chris. Uh, the first thing here is, where is game day going for college football week eight? I'll do the, the re- not the recap, but just where everybody needs to go here in a minute. Uh, where is college game day going for week eight? So I've got, I got options here, Chris. And if we think that this week is bad for matchups, Just wait until next week. Uh, We have got the ABC night game next week, which is Ohio State at Indiana. If Indiana gets a win over Michigan State, maybe you can try and sell that, but I doubt it. (laughs) Uh, If Oklahoma State gets a win over Texas and Iowa State beats Kansas State, then can you maybe sell Oklahoma State, Iowa State? Um, You know, I... Where's that game at? Where's that game being played at? It's in Ames, and they've already been to Ames this year. Yeah, I was about to say, if it was at OK State, then I would I would definitely sell that, but... Yeah. Um, Clemson at Pitt. Now, Clemson's already got two losses. Uh, they are expected to win on Friday night this week against Syracuse, and Pitt goes to Virginia Tech, but Pitt could be the highest-ranked ACC team if, uh, if they get that win this weekend. I mean, they've only got one loss. It is to Western Michigan. But, you know, maybe maybe you get Clemson at Pitt. I mean, that who knows, right? Uh, the one that I've got circled here, if they go to an FBS game, is Tennessee at Alabama is the night game on ESPN next week. 
So they have not been to a Tennessee game. They have not been to a uh, an Alabama game. And if Tennessee gets a win over Ole Miss, that makes them 5-2. and two. They will most certainly be ranked at that point. And if Alabama gets the win over Mississippi State, they're still going to be a top-five team. I, do you kind of feel like that might be uh, that might be the route if they end up doing that? Now I know why we were having this conversation all along. No, we have this conversation every week. It's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I'm, yeah, okay. That's fine. That's now, this fine. is all. This is all based on whether or not Tennessee wins, right? CBS has already picked up the Ole Miss LSU game next week, uh, but we've kind of seen that ESPN they're taking game day most every week to a location where they have the game, and that's the only reason I bring yeah. that up is because they've got the night. The reason game there. the reason they haven't gone to, to Alabama is simply because they didn't want to go to a CBS game. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. Uh, and after this game, I don't know that you've got many other options to go to. Uh, an Alabama game this year. So we shall see. Now, I do have other options here. I got three FBS or FCS games that I think that they might could go to. Number one FCS team, Sam Houston, is hosting number 24, Jacksonville State. Uh, That is a, I believe, a rematch of a playoff game from last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But even if not, like, it's two top 25 FCS teams. And Sam Houston, of course, won the national title in FCS last year. So that could be a fun one to go to. Uh, They've also got North Dakota State hosting Missouri State. So, of course, Bobby Petrino going to uh, the Fargo Dome. That could be interesting. That's number three against number 20. And then you've also got South Dakota State hosting Northern Iowa. That's number seven against number 16 in the FCS. Uh, Any one of those might end up being a lot of fun. I, I like it when they go to places that they haven't been. I don't know that I've ever seen them go to Sam Houston. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, it's more interesting when they go to new places, which is going to bring me back to my question that I had when you said, well, there aren't a lot of options outside of this to go back to Alabama. You've been to Alabama every year, multiple times a year oftentimes. Why is it your God-given responsibility to go to Alabama? Uh, no, you only I, I got like 15 to 17 different – you only got like 15 different chances to go to a game. And, and you got 130 schools out there. You got a shitload of schools that have never had this thing. Why do you have to go to the same places multiple times all the time? The fact that they're going to Athens twice, and they did game day from Georgia uh, uh, Clemson to start the season, it's just like, damn, what are we doing? Like, I can kind of third Georgia game, it's your second time in Athens. I can kind of get it because there there were not a lot of options. I really thought that they were going to go to Cincinnati this week. Uh, while it is a three-touchdown spread for Cincy and UCF, uh, ABC's got the game, and you've got more than a three-touchdown spread with Georgia and Kentucky. So why are we doing Georgia again? Like that, Especially Athens two times in three weeks. I mean, that just makes no sense. So they, they we're, like we're to... In a, Gary, we're in a week seven, and they've yes. been to Georgia game three of the seven games. Yes. Yes, I'm with you. Uh, this is really is this becoming a big time like network battle like they just refuse to go to uh, any of the Fox games it has to be but that means they're going to cut off that listen this is one of the best shows on television all year long okay and I, they're going they're going to ruin it playing politics and I'm not talking about politics of the day 
talking about politics within the networks of this pissing contest that they've got because they're going to leave out a lot of places and you don't always, just in case you're wondering, you don't always have to go to the two biggest teams, the two biggest schools. We've seen them go to smaller places and they were amazing. We saw them come to Memphis SMU and it was amazing. And that's just not me being a Memphis homer here. That It was an unbelievable thing. Nobody in the world thought Memphis was one of the best schools in the country. Nobody thought SMU was the top five team in the country. But it was a great game. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like, you don't have to just go to two big teams. I mean, obviously, you would like for them to be uh, two teams with, you know, good, how about this? Two good teams. You want it to be two good teams. But it doesn't but have to be two ranked teams. It doesn't have to be whatever. I would rather it be, I'd rather it be a good game. They're yeah. good, two good teams. Why? Why do they both have to be undefeated or both have to have one or two losses? Why can't you go to a 500-level team? Why can't you go to UAB one weekend when they're home and, and showcase that new stadium that's amazing? They're going to have some awesome matchups. Go there. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun if they went to UAB. Uh, however, next week UAB – That's like the hub of college football world. Yeah, no, UAB right now, though, it, like next week they're hosting Rice. Uh, and that's that's kind of tough to uh, to sell that one. You're you're only looking at next week, and I'm looking at the picture and the argument. Gary, they're not going to UAB all year. It doesn't matter. They've already made up their mind. They've drawn a line in the sand that we're just we're only going to showcase these big teams that we think. I think they're a little in the pocket for the SEC. I think they're absolutely trying to push that relationship farther than they ever could, um, and and they're going to end up hurting everybody else in, in, in part of that. Yeah, I, d- I don't really understand why they're doing... Uh, so they've got game day in Athens, but they also took SEC Nation uh, to Athens, and that's the SEC Network Saturday morning show. Uh, you could have absolutely had SEC Nation in Knoxville this weekend. Because game I, day should have went to Knoxville. Game day should have went to Knoxville, by yeah. the way. How uh, long has, Tennessee, has it been since Tennessee had a big-time game like this? Oh, it's been years. That's the most exciting game of the weekend. It won't be close. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, so my, my two guesses here are Alabama-Tennessee next week and Sam Houston-Jacksonville State. I, I would like to see them go to Sam Houston. I think that that's, that, that would be the most electric atmosphere that they could go to next week. You you tend to agree with that? I have, I have no opinion. I don't care. <laughs> it's it's dumb. <laughs> All right, uh, I've got some some trivia for you just a little bit. I, I, I'm just curious if maybe you know this off the top of your head. I have got in front of me a list of the most watched games in college football this season. I, I've got the top 12. I want to see if you can name, mm, let's see, four or five of them just off the top of your head. What do you think are the highest viewed games this year? Georgia Clemson. That is number one, 8.863 million people on ABC. Alabama, Texas A&M. That's number two, 8.334 million on CBS last week. Uh, I would guess, what's the biggest Notre Dame game we've had? Was it Notre Dame, maybe Cincinnati or Notre Dame, Wisconsin, either of those? Uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin is actually the number 12. It is 5.369 million. Uh, Maybe Ohio State, Oregon. Ohio State, Oregon was number five. That's seven point seven three million. Pretty good at this. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, uh, the Red River Rivalry. I uh, bet that was up there. That one is number nine. That was five point nine four million on ABC last week. 
the Ole Miss Arkansas game should have been, but I guarantee it won't. Because nope. Two small schools. No, it was it, it, too small. Too small, and it was yeah. going it was going head to head with uh, with Red River. So. Yeah, and both were good. Red River was a great game. That was a great game, though. Yes, um, yes, it was. I don't know, man. I mean, that's a lot. I, listen, I've guessed almost all of them. Yes, so, you did. Yeah, I mean, you did well. I've guessed on the list. Yeah, you did well. Uh, Where you want me to go? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Penn State Auburn. Penn, Penn State, State Auburn was probably big. Uh, yes, Penn State Auburn was number six. That's seven point six oh six million on ABC, and back on uh, September eighteenth. I bet Penn State Iowa didn't make the list. How about that? How about I give you that? You would be incorrect. Penn State wow, Iowa. They made the list. Iowa showing up. Number Iowa. seven. Actually, more than Oklahoma, Texas last week. Uh, Penn that State, makes you proud. Oh, yeah. $6.904 million on Fox, and that was, of course, last week. Uh, some of the other ones that, that are in that here. That makes you real proud. Number three was Alabama, Florida uh, on CBS. Of course, that one came down to the wire, $7.863 million. Uh, number four was Notre Dame at Florida State. That standalone window on Sunday of opening weekend, Seven oh, point... I forgot that they had the, the standalone window. Oh, Any yeah. Notre Dame game standalone would have definitely done it. That oh, yeah. Sense. $7.75 million on ABC on that one. Uh, let's see. You said Oregon, Ohio State, uh, Auburn, Penn State, Penn State, Iowa. How about this one? Uh, the Thursday night game, Ohio State at Minnesota, $6.295 million on Fox. That was, that was eight. week one. Yep, week one. Uh, week one as well, Alabama, Miami was number 10 at $5.674 million on ABC. And then number that's 11 five, and 12. That's 5.67 million people that wasted their fucking time. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. 100%. Uh, Penn State, Wisconsin on Fox, $5.4 million on opening weekend. And then Wisconsin-Notre Dame, you already said that one, five point three six on Fox. So, a lot of, lot of big-time football games this year. We, we have not had this many 5 million viewer games uh, in, in at least two years. Uh, because yeah, ratings are up across the board for NFL and, uh, and uh, college. Yeah, it turns out, uh, you know, you, you get things kind of back to normal. You put crowds back in the stands and whatnot, and everybody gets back to watching. So <laughs> It is strange that the ratings went up when people couldn't go. Or the ratings went, yeah, ratings went down when people couldn't go. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Ratings went down when people couldn't go. Ratings went up when people could go. That's weird to me. You would think all those people that are there watching at home now, ratings would have, anyway. It's fine. I think there was so much more going on. Uh, of course, last year was also an election year, and ratings always go down election years as well. Uh, just, I mean, there was a lot. People had a lot on their plate, so you didn't get as many fringe fans a- as usual. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. That's I, uh, a sad life for those people. I, I do agree with you. I do agree. I, I'm not a fringe fan, and you know that. So No, no. <laughs> don't be getting caught up in stuff that you can't control and it's just going to piss you off. And get y'all angry. If you're going to be pissed off and angry, get pissed off and angry for something important, like college football. <laughs> Hate somebody because they're an Alabama fan. That's what I do. That's what I do. I like people, it. People say all the time, you're prejudiced, Chris. I am. I, you're damn right I am. I hate Alabama fans. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I like it. I do I do find it funny that the one time I've ever heard you bet on Alabama was last week. They lost. They lost. They lost. <laughs> it was the greatest loss of my life. I gave you the old re- re- uh, reverse jinx. It it worked. I'm I'm kind of wondering if you did the this same. Week. I'm betting Florida. Ah, okay. Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> I can understand. Put the juice in Florida now. 
Oh, my God. Here, let me go ahead and give the rundown now that we're 15 minutes right. into this thing. Uh, go to winningcureseverything.com. That is the website that's got everything you need to know about us, everywhere that you can follow us. Of course, if you're watching the show, you already see the Twitter stuff on the screen. Uh, but where you need to subscribe and follow, etc. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, leave a nice five-star review on the uh, what is it, Apple Podcast. Or you can just subscribe at any of your favorite podcast apps. And, of course, the YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed over there. We are rolling with the numbers on YouTube very much so. The show is brought to you every single week, well, every single time, by BetUS, where the game begins. You can use the promo code NCAAF2021, and it's going to give you a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500, and it is sportsbook exclusive. I can't stress it enough. Make sure and go grab the deal while you can uh, there's a link in the description for that, so make sure you can just click the link. It's going to toss the promo code in there for you. Uh, along with that, I host a show for BetUS, the college football show over there. Chris hosts the SBR Picks college football show for Sportsbook Review. You can find that as well uh, in the description. Go ahead and check those links. Make sure you are subscribed where you need to subscribe. Chris, let's talk the college football preview for Week 7. I asked Chris, uh, let's see, four questions every week. And, and we kind of dive into exactly what is going on in the weekend. Chris, what is the best game of the weekend? Best game of the weekend, Rocky Top, baby. Not close. Not close. I agree. Ole Miss going up to Tennessee. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. You know I don't go to a lot of games. I really, really, really wish I had more free time in my hands. My ass will be heading up north and north. It is, uh, it's going to be slammed. It, like you said, there has not been a game like this uh, in quite some time, quite some time. So, yeah, I'm uh, i I'm, I'm curious to see the scene. I think it's going to be sold out. They are checkering Neyland, and for those that don't know, it's, uh, you know, they've got the checkered end zones. It's white and orange. They're going to do the same thing in all the sections. So every section, white or orange, it's going to be checkered across the board. It's pretty awesome uh, the way that they do it. And when they've actually got something to cheer for, uh, that stadium can get very rowdy, very, very rowdy. So I am, uh, I'm pumped to see it. And, you know, Ole Miss, we'll see what happens with them. They they are 2-6 and six against the spread in their last eight SEC games. So, with all the hype about Kiffin, uh, defense hadn't really shown up to play. I, it wouldn't surprise me for Tennessee to win this game. Of course, it's less than a field goal spread. But, uh, I mean, that's that's definitely one of them. I had a couple of other options here. Um, I don't think Kentucky-Georgia is going to be a good game. So, I'm, I just kind of marked it nope. off the list. Uh, Oklahoma State-Texas, I think, could be a lot of fun. You kind of feel the same? Yep. Yep, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, hang on. It, it could be a dud of a game to watch because Oklahoma State has basically said we're going to play in the mud. We're going to become a Big Ten team, and we're going to see how that works out slowing these big teams back. Yeah, yeah. I th- they are really good against the run. And that so I think it could defense. be a close game, but I don't know that it would be an exciting or fun game. That Casey Thompson might have an injury. Um, he he yeah, might have a thumb injury. Yeah, a thumb. Yeah. So that that could be and you got a, you got that defensive front that's been giving people hell this year, and at some point in time, one of those big hombres is going to fall on that thumb. No, you're you're right. You're 100 percent right. Uh, another interesting game or best game of the weekend, whatever. Auburn at Arkansas. Man, I think them Razor Pigs are going to be fired up for this one. At first game back in Fayetteville since uh, wait what week three? I guess it was. Because uh, that's on my list of other things that we're going to talk about. Yes, uh, that one is is big, big, and uh, and BYU Baylor I think could be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but that Jeff Grimes story is 
Uh, very interesting. Of course, he was hired to Dave Aranda's staff over at Baylor uh, after leading BYU to an 11-1 season last year as the offense coordinator. He is doing some fantastic stuff with that Baylor offense right now. I think that could be a lot of fun. Who uh, who has the most to gain this weekend? Um, I got an answer most? for you. Okay, I think, fire away. I think it's Tennessee. Tennessee, okay, yeah. Tennessee can move to five and two. Uh, if there's a chance that game day comes to a Tennessee game, uh, they haven't done it in a long, long time. Uh, this is a big time recruiting cell for Heupel's program. Uh, this, I think, this is a big weekend for for Rocky Top. Yeah, I mean that was going to be my answer. I just was trying to get off of the game, you know, to just keep talking about other games. Ain't, ain't no sense in getting but, off the game. It's the I think it's the biggest game this weekend. I think it's the most it's interesting. The I think it's weekend. the best. The whole college football world should be centered around it. Yes, that. yes, a hundred percent. 100%. I know that Tennessee is not ranked in the AP poll or whatever, but they should be. I, I don't care. Their two losses care. have stacked up pretty well. I mean, you go to Gainesville and lose, okay, that's totally fair. Uh, you lose at home to Pitt, who only has one loss on the season, and turns out they're actually a pretty good football team. And it was a close game. Yes. Pitt came in and kicked the shit out of them. And I think they would have won had they played Hendon Hooker the whole ball game. Yes. Hendon Hooker, the man. Dude, I got a keep. I'm so excited to watch that kid play football. <laughs> He's really good. He's he is. really good. He he most certainly is. He's big as shit, too. I love that. <laughs> uh, who has the most to lose this weekend? I think it's a 20-point spread, so no one thinks they will lose. But you give old Gus two weeks to, to prepare a new quarterback after coming off an injury, it's natty. Cincinnati loses. It's 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 all over. Everything they've done so far is over. Yeah, that's a, that is a big one. Um, I I had trouble with this one this weekend. I mean, obviously the big ones, you know, it Ohio State loses or or whoever, right? There's all kinds. Well, I mean, but all of the people that it matters if they win or lose. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. I think this is where we should talk about Arkansas Army or Arkansas or Auburn. Yeah. The loser of that game is going to lose a lot because right now they're firmly like planted in like the top tier of the SEC West, which is pretty much you know pretty strong right now. And and you lose this game, you 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 definitely get relegated to the middle tier, and people start questioning should you go lower than that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. Uh, obviously, you know Iowa is an eleven and a half point favorite at home. Uh, against Purdue, but man, they have not fared well against Purdue. They're only one in three straight up against them the last four years. Jeff Brom has some kind of hoodoo magic uh, against those guys, so that that could be an interesting one. Now Purdue has not been able to score. Uh, their quarterback has turnover problems. Like I, I don't expect it. The other one, uh, the most to lose this weekend, Iowa State has already lost two ball games. I they're going to Kansas State this weekend. Like, all that hype about Matt Campbell this year, all that crazy stuff. Like I, Cash that lottery ticket when you can. What do I tell you, Gary? Oh, yeah. Every year. Listen, don't put that some bitch in the cupboard and think it's going to be fine next year. I can just pull it out anytime I want and cash it. There's, oh, no. There's oh, an no. expiration date. Oh, no. That thing's got a shelf life, baby. Yep. You are not wrong about that. So, I, that's a crazy one. It's a, it's a six-and-a-half-point spread in favor of Iowa State heading to 
of Manhattan, Kansas. On the, so. on the road, man. Yeah, you never know about those games, man. The Wildcats always play kind of crazy, and Skylar Thompson's back. Like, who knows what to expect out of that team right now. Uh, the playoff sleeper that you've got for this week, I, I'll start us off. I got a weird one. Okay. I, I looked at Ole Miss's schedule. If, I've been giving us Ole Miss all, week, all year. So, so Ole Miss, like, I don't, I don't think anybody really considered it, especially after the Alabama loss a couple weeks ago. I don't think anybody really gave them a ton of credit, but if you get through Tennessee, you got LSU next week on CBS, and I think they're going to put up points on the Tigers. You got at Auburn, you got Liberty, you got A&M, you got Vanderbilt, you got at Mississippi State. Is there anybody on there that really scares you if you can get this win in Knoxville? The answer to that is no, and what you got to wonder, what you got to think about is, can, can Alabama go on the road and win a game? Uh, that's that's the question because if so the reason I've got them as a playoff sleeper now you only have to get Alabama beat one more time one more time baby so, and they got to go to Auburn who has been just a thorn in Bama's side hey don't not even the Auburn game here is what Alabama's got left if they get through Mississippi State this weekend you got Tennessee for homecoming and then you've got yeah, a bye that, week at, like at <laughs> Alabama stuff at Alabama I don't see anybody beating them. You you say that, yes, but uh, they have had more losses under Saban at home than they have on the road. So, I mean, who knows, right? Uh, t- and Tennessee's offense against this Alabama defense, I mean, A&M put up 41 on them, and A&M only put up 10 on Arkansas. Now, obviously, we can talk <laughs> yeah. styles make fights, all that kind of mess. You know, what, it was a perfect night for A&M. We get it. But you got Tennessee there, you got LSU, you got Arkansas coming in, and then you got at Auburn. So it how do they, L- L- LSU ain't beating anybody this year. We, no, we're I, not winning another. We're not winning another SEC game. I told you if we didn't beat the state, we weren't going to win another SEC game. We're not winning another SEC game. I, I really, I I do feel bad for you Tigers because it, losing Butte like that was, that was the offensive and weapon. Think, listen, let me let me tell you something. No other team in the world has had three players, three players like Jamar Chase, Derek Stingley Jr., and Keyshawn Butte with that kind of talent. And got to see so little of them. True. No other team in the history of college football has had three stars that good and got to see so little of them. No, you're 100 percent right. 100 percent right. Um, so yeah, with Alabama, like if you get Alabama beat one more time, and that is not out of the realm of possibilities with this team, uh, you now, could the absolutely. The problem is, is, let's say they get to Atlanta with one loss and they get whooped by Georgia, like everybody else has been whooped by Georgia, but now they got two losses. Now, let's say the whole damn rest of the country's got two losses, except for Cincinnati and Georgia. Okay? okay. Let's just say there's chaos, because I don't think that's outside of the realm of possibilities, by the way. I think, I think you're right? right. So, can a two-loss team, Ole Miss, they're not, they're not going to be – Alabama's going to jump in, because Alabama beat them head-to-head, and everybody's going to say that. Yeah. I don't – I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that Ole Miss could beat Georgia. Like, and the reason I say that Georgia has not had to play oh. an offense like this. I'd love to. I'd love to at least see it. I think Georgia's the best team in the country, and I don't think it's close. Oh, I agree. But with I'd you. at least like. I would at least like to watch it. No, I. I very much agree. They might whip their ass, but I want to see them whip the. No, I like I said. I I agree with you one hundred percent. I do think Georgia is the significantly better team. But uh, you look at the offenses that they've faced so far, like 
I don't have any faith in Auburn whatsoever, so, you know, whatever there. Arkansas was coming off of a gauntlet. Uh, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, UAB, and Clemson? Like, name me an offense in the, in the first four there. So, oh, no. No. And this weekend, yeah, they're, yeah, they're playing, a, you know, another, another terrible offense. That does exactly what they want them to do. Georgia, the football. Georgia has to go to, uh, to Knoxville, by the way, on November 13th. So, that could be interesting. That could be, and not that I think Tennessee is great. Obviously, Florida was able to shut down that offense, but they they have got it clicking right now. No, but Florida was able to shut down that offense early in the season. Yep, yep. You're right about that. It's obviously a team that is getting coached up. They're getting better every week, which is what you're supposed to do. It's what good coach teams are supposed to do. I told you this was a spectacular hire. I told you that I like this hire. Yeah. No, no, no. Everybody laughed at me. (laughs) I was the guy, baby. He's a good hire. He's a good coach. It's a, and that's what they've needed for a long, long time is a good hire. Just a good hire. Danny White looks good right now. He certainly does. Good. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You ready to move into Pick'em? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. College football off the radar. Pick them for week seven. Last week, I went eight and three against the number. Chris went seven and four. And that kind of got us, uh, you know, back on the right side of things a little bit. I am sitting at 31, 29, and one. Chris is sitting at 23, 37, and one. Uh, Let's start off with Nebraska at Minnesota. Now, these are games that, that we have not, or at least I have not hit on the BetUS show. Nebraska, Scott Frost last week just crying after the Minnesota game, uh, or at least looked like it. Like he knew, not the Minnesota, excuse me, the Michigan game. He looked like he was so upset because he knew that was his shot. And Adrian Martinez continues in big-time spots. And I think, did we talk about this on the show last week? Like he, it just, I don't even understand how it's possible, but he has got no clutch gene. A third and one, and you've got the first down, and you fumble the ball. I mean, it just it's so irritating. But this is not one of those spots, because I don't think they're going to have to worry about a clutch situation here. I think Nebraska is significantly better. Michigan, uh, Michigan, Minnesota, God, I cannot talk tonight. Minnesota is a four-point underdog at home. Total is 48. My line on this was actually 10 uh, in favor of Nebraska. I think they are that much better. Minnesota's defense is number 21 uh, in in EPA per rush defense, but Nebraska's defense on the other side is going to shut down Minnesota. They are absolutely going to shut them down. Uh, Minnesota's number 112 in offensive success rate, and, and Nebraska's number 11 in EPA per play on offense. So even if you shut down the run, Adrian Martinez has shown he's able to throw the ball a little bit. I think Nebraska kind of 
kind of takes out some frustration here. I don't think Minnesota's very good. I'm going to take Nebraska minus the four. Everything in the world is telling me to take Nebraska. If they had a team, I would 100% take them. But I don't know that Nebraska's a road team. I don't know that Nebraska can go on the road. They're struggling to win games at home. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the point. I'm going to take the point. I don't know. That, I think Nebraska's improved a lot there. But I think they'll keep this thing close. I think Nebraska's not good enough to kick the shit out of anybody. So everything's going to be a field goal game, in my opinion. Okay. Okay, that's fair. This uh, this line actually opened at two and a half. It's been bet up to four. Uh, I still like it yep. at four. That's, that's, that's my way. Uh, moving on from there, we get to talk about Michigan State again. And I always love talking about the Spartans. They are on the road at Indiana. It's a noon game on FS1, uh, or noon Eastern time game on FS1. Indiana, a four and a half point dog at home. Total of 48 and a half. The odds provided by BetUS, where the game begins. Click the link in the description. Go ahead and sign up with that promo code and uh, and get yourself a sign-up bonus. Michigan State is number 21 in EPA per play margin. Indiana is number 120. Uh, there is nothing as far as analytics that I can find that would give Indiana any kind of an advantage in this game. Michigan State is legitimately good. We have to get those preseason thoughts out of the way. Uh, Chris, I had Michigan State under four and a half wins on the season. Uh, we both did. Yeah. I just, I, this is completely unexpected, but we got to stop looking at, at before the season and figure out what they are right now. Peyton Thorne and what he's doing, Kenneth Walker the third, they are unbelievable and their defense is good. I don't know how Indiana keeps this thing close because I, even whether Penix is playing, I think Penix is out for this game, whatever, even with a week of preparation because Indiana had a bye week, even at home, I just do not see how they keep this thing close. I'm going to roll Michigan State minus the four and a half here. Uh, yeah. No, I'm 100% with you. I'm, are you sure it's Michigan State minus four and a half? Because I thought Indiana minus four and a half. No, no. It's Michigan State minus four and a half. Okay. That's misprint. All right. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm rolling Michigan State. Listen, you talked about how we got to stop. This is you people, all right? Y'all are the ones that think that whatever you are before the season starts is what you are the whole year, okay? I don't think that. I've been riding this team since week three. I saw the first two games and thought, I was wrong. This team is good. They run the football. They do not turn the ball over. They control the line of scrimmage. They don't commit penalties. This is what you do to win football games, to keep yourself in close games against better opponents, and to consistently put pressure and ride and beat opponents that you're better than. Okay? So, I've been making money on this team all year long after week two. And and, and I'm not getting off that train yet. No. Why? <laughs> Let's move I, to... I forgot about the preseason rankings a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Moving to uh, the SEC Network, another noon game, a noon Eastern game. Texas A&M off that massive, massive win over Alabama. Uh, A&M is a nine-point favorite on the road at Missouri. Total is 59 and a half. This is basically a statistically bad A&M offense against a bad Missouri defense and a good Missouri offense against a good A&M defense. So who breaks, right? It basically, are we, are we expecting to see the same A&M that showed up at night at Kyle Field and upset the number one team in the country? Or do we revert back to what they were where they were putting up 10 points on Arkansas or when they got beat at home by Mississippi State? 
I it, the line uh, sticks. Uh, go ahead. No, the line the line doesn't stick. Okay, if they don't beat Alabama, this is what the line should have been. Right? I was all looking forward to betting uh, against a and this week because I love to bet against a team that's coming up with a big hype win like that, something like that. I thought I think you're always going to have a knockdown. But here's the problem. If they play, like you set up, if they play against Missouri the way they played against Alabama, this would be a 25-point line, okay? They'd be a 25-point favorite against Missouri because Missouri is that bad, all right? Yeah. No one thinks they're going to play that way two weeks in a row. The books know that. And so the books made the line reasonable. As, as mediocre as A&M have looked throughout the season so far, before last week, they're still good enough to beat Missouri by more than a touchdown. So I, I like A&M. I was expecting this line to be a lot bigger. I'm going to ride Missouri plus the nine because I, I do think – that they revert back, and th- this is the classic hangover spot, right? And, and yes, what does Missouri do well? Uh, Missouri throws the ball well. Mm, all right. <laughs> I mean, did that's, they throw the ball it. well against Boston College? Okay. Yeah, like, that, I mean, they're like, throwing the ball well against who basically throwing the ball everybody. Well against? Uh, against everybody, oh, but oh, they. All right, but, but they, look at the schedule. <laughs> where's a good? Who's a good team that they play that plays defense? Let's see. Hold on. I'll uh, I'll find this for you. Uh, a good team that they have played that actually plays defense. Uh, well, it, it, Tennessee would be one, and they, of course, got hammered uh, by Tennessee. But, you know. Yeah, they didn't score against Tennessee a whole lot, and Tennessee doesn't play a lot of defense, by the way. Just in case you're wondering, Tennessee defense kind of sucks. Let's see. They're a lot uh, of like old men. They put, up, uh, they put up 25 on Kentucky. They put up 34 on Boston College. Uh, you know. Yeah, no, the they Tennessee put up game. On Kentucky? Uh, yeah, they put up uh, yeah twenty eight on. It was thirty five to twenty eight uh, loss for them against Kentucky. So Missouri has not covered in nine straight games dating back to last year. They are zero and nine against the number, and and that's why I'm riding with them because at some point well, they got to. Yeah. That's, that's, no, I'm with you. That's my philosophy, and I'm doing what your philosophy is. But I don't care about the like. I don't. I don't look at the past at all. I'm just looking at these two teams right now. I, I think what I've seen just from Missouri, not from A&M, just from Missouri, I think A&M would have been favored by a touchdown if they lose to Alabama last week. Yeah, I can I can see that. So, And with this being nine, like if A&M wins by a touchdown, I get a cover. Uh, but if A&M wins by 10, you get the cover. So I, either way, I do think it's close. I don't like it enough that this would be like an official play for me over on the BetUS show. But uh, – but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Missouri in this spot because it, it the line stinks just enough to me uh, to make it where I'm, I'm going to ride Missouri because I I just think it's a hangover spot. I, I think A&M cannot possibly play as well as they did in that first half. And remember, in the third quarter... Uh, but that's the thing, Gary. They don't have to play that well to beat this team by nine. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I think Isaiah Spiller is going to have a monster game in this. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, moving on, we got a 2 p.m. game, and I, I like hitting some of these, you know, these, these smaller games are more interesting to me sometimes. Ball State is traveling to Eastern Michigan. This is an ESPN Plus game. It's 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Eastern Michigan is a one-point underdog, and the total is 55 and a half. Eastern Michigan has played really, 
really well. And I think that this line is where it is almost because of laundry, right? Almost because everybody saw Ball State last year and they don't see what they're doing this year. Ball State is not playing well at all. At just some of the metrics here, Ball State number 115 in EPA per play margin. They are number 99 in quality drive rate. Uh, Eastern Michigan is number 70 in EPA per play margin, and they are number 48 in quality drive uh, ratio. Uh, this is... Every statistic says that this is a mismatch in favor of Eastern Michigan, and I'm catching points with them. So... I am absolutely going to ride with Chris Creighton in that bunch. You know how much love I got for EMU. I'm I'm going to roll with Eastern Michigan to get the win outright at home, even as a one-point underdog. Yeah, I think that's the right play. Ball State hasn't been good at all. I've been on it a couple of times earlier this season. Then finally I looked back and felt they were like one and four, and I was like, what in the hell am I doing? Get off the team. This is terrible. So, they, they, I don't know what happened up there, but – they and uh, San Jose State were both really, really good in the 2020 season, and I wonder if some of that was just like a, a crazy magical year during a COVID season uh, where everybody else was down and they were they just took advantage of it. Um, but it's, it has been strange to see because they returned like all 22 starters. I mean, it was crazy. Like they, they really should have been better, and, and they just have not performed uh, now, of course, watch them come out and win by two touchdowns here. But I, I will take Eastern Michigan in the spot. I think there's value. My line on it was actually uh, Eastern Michigan minus three. Um, my buddy Parker, his line on it was actually Eastern Michigan minus like nine. So I'll I'll take Eastern Michigan here uh, because I I think they are going to play really well at home in this spot. So we'll uh we'll roll on from there. ACC Network game and brother it, it, before the season if. I had told you that Miami at North Carolina was going to be on the ACC network instead of a major network. I, I think both of us might have thought the other one was crazy. I mean, it, this it, the fact that this is a 3.30 p.m. game Eastern time on the ACC network and was chosen, uh, or the BYU-Baylor game and Pitt-Virginia Tech were both chosen for the major networks over this one, it surprised me. Absolutely surprised me. North Carolina is a 7.5-point favorite, total of 63 uh, my line on this was actually North Carolina minus six, but there is no consistency with either one of these teams. It, it, there is nothing that could happen in this game that would surprise me uh, because I don't know what to expect out of either team at at any point. Uh, this is... I, I will tell you this. Miami's advanced stats absolutely suck. This team is awful. Absolutely awful. And now I got to wonder if Diaz has lost the locker room. And did you see this mess about him accidentally tweeting that Derek King has opted out for the season. Like, and, and the locker room was apparently really pissed off about this. At Tyler Van Dyke is going to be the quarterback going forward, but the players are mad because he, he's, and he deleted the tweet and went back and said that, you know, Derek's hurt, uh, so he's not going to be able to play the rest of the year. But this was a strange situation. What, what do you think about this one? I mean, I think he's a dead man walking. I don't think he's any different than Ed or John. He's just not in a school that's nearly as, as big or as, as famous right now because they haven't done anything relevant in the last 25 years. Is that, they came in, you know, he, his second year, he brought in Rhett Lashley, and it seemed like they had some things moving in the right direction uh, when they brought in De'Ara King. I mean, they went 8-3 and three last year, returned over 90% of their returning production, and I, I just... It, it's not that I didn't see uh, Miami, you know, not being a great football team. I, obviously, you could expect that. 
I did not see them being this awful. I mean, they every single number you can think of, they are terrible. I'm going to take North Carolina minus the seven and a half. Uh, but I, I mean, would it shock you if North Carolina didn't show up in this spot either? No, I mean, yeah, at some point in time, yeah. I, I think they're too well coached. At some point in time, they got to just stop having to let down. I, admit that my, I don't see Miami as that big of a disappointment because I don't know how great I thought they were before the season started. But this North Carolina team is a massive disappointment. Just just don't know that it get much better than, or worse than what they've given us. Now you're you're 100% right there. 100% right. Uh, moving on, we got another ACC tilt to hit on. 3.30 p.m., ESPN2, Pitt at Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech is a five-point underdog at home, total of 56. And this, of course, one week after they gave up a uh, an eight-point lead in the final, what, four minutes of that game against Notre Dame. I mean, just lost in heartbreaking fashion. And... And now, of course, they're an underdog at home. I think this is kind of a must-win for Virginia Tech. Uh, the Virginia Tech offense is the weakest unit on the field between both of these teams. Uh, Virginia Tech is number six in EPA per pass defense. Pitt is number six in EPA per pass offense. So that's a you know strength on strength here. I, this might be a, a touch of bias, but I think Virginia Tech is going to be able to hang in this game at least a little bit. I don't know that they can win the game. I, I take that back. They can win the game. I don't know that I expect them to win the game, but this feels like a field goal game one way or another, and the fact that this line is up at five, I, I just I don't buy it. I'm going to take Virginia Tech plus the five here uh, because I think that their defense is going to hang them in this game for, for a little while. This is the hardest one that I had to pick. Um, everything, all the logic in the world tells me to, uh, to take Pitt, but then the, the gambler in me says, take the home team, catch some points. And and I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to take the home team, catch some points. I, I think it's the smart play here. Um, it, it, Pat Narduzzi, as much as that offense has changed uh, to where they just they cannot run the ball, he still finds a way to, to get into the mud in some of these games and and he would be happy to get out of here with a one, two, three point victory. So I, I don't think he's going to be trying to take a ton of risks or anything like that against this um, hokey defense. So I am, I am absolutely rolling with Virginia Tech plus five, and uh, and you're going to do the same. All right. Uh, let's see. All right, we got another three thirty p.m. game, and this one's a lot of fun. The storyline here uh, it's seven. Or it's three thirty p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. BYU heads to Baylor. Uh, Baylor is a six-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Of course, the odds provided by BetUS. Again, click the link in the description to get signed up over there. Uh, Fifty-and-a-half is the total. Baylor number six in EPA per play margin and number 10 in quality drive ratio. Uh, they are like, really, really good. Like Their, their offense kind of disappeared for a little bit after they finally put some stuff on film uh, after those first three drives against Iowa State. But they got the Iowa State win. And then they lost to Oklahoma State, who has one hell of a defense. I, Baylor is is pretty good. I mean, they are pretty good. Baylor is, um, I mean, their offense is great. Jeff Grimes came over from BYU last year. He led that that unit with Zach Wilson and that bunch to an eleven and one record, and they were they were wiping the floor with a lot of teams. Uh, now he comes over to Baylor, and what he's done is basically set this team up 
very much in a Bill Belichick fashion. We've talked about it before. He doesn't ask his quarterback to do stuff that he can't do. Like he just finds what he's good at and makes him do that. And they kind of hide uh, Jerry Bohannon, Gary Bohannon, whatever his name is. They kind of hide him, and they don't make him risk anything. He has zero turnover-worthy throws thus far this season. And the offensive line is playing insanely well, especially considering that they were so bad last year. Uh, and it's the same guys. So you know that they have been taught this offseason. I, I like Baylor a lot. Um, but I will tell you this. The BYU defense is something to be reckoned with. And BYU, you know, lower 30s in, in quality drive ratio and in their EPA per play margin. But this, like this line was at five even just on Wednesday. And now it's all the way up at six and a half. Like, I'm going to roll BYU because I think this turns into a rock fight here. Like, I, this feels like a field goal game. This feels like a 21-17 kind of game. Um, and I'll, I'll take the points there, even on the road, uh, because I don't think BYU likes the taste of that loss in their mouth from last week against Boise. Yeah, so that's where I'm going. I, I love what Dave Aranda is doing, okay? I think what he's doing is remarkable and unbelievable. It should be commended for it. And, and it's a little unpredictable. Nobody saw him being this good this early this time. But BYU is a different beast. What we saw last week at BYU is not the BYU football team we've seen all year long. Do you think that two weeks in a row they're going to turn the football over a bunch and commit a bunch of penalties? Because if they don't do that, even Baylor can win this game and not cover. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. So, I just I, I don't. That, that's just it. What we saw from BYU last week is is, is an anomaly. It's not. It's not what BYU is because they haven't done that all year long. Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong about that. You are not wrong. So we're both riding BYU plus six and a half. Uh, Baylor can absolutely still win this game, but this, like I said, this feels like a rock fight. This feels like two teams that like to get down in the mud, and uh, and I will take it to be closer than a touchdown for sure. Uh, we have got a few more games here, so let's go ahead and ride through those. We have got a 7.30 p.m. ACC Network game, NC State at Boston College. Both teams with only one loss on the season. Boston College, a three-point underdog at home, total of 52. Uh, brother, I like the Wolfpack. I'll go ahead and tell you that right out of the gate. NC State minus three. My line was actually NC State minus three. And then I started digging through some more of the numbers. We've actually got film on Dennis Grossell now, the quarterback at Boston College. You're not going to be able to do to NC State what you did against Missouri. That's just not going to happen. And we saw Clemson was able to shut them down. I think NC State can do a lot of the same things. Uh, NC State's defense, number 20 in EPA per play, uh, Boston College is just not that good. Uh, they, I like Jeff Halfley. I like what he's doing. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to build up that roster. Uh, but without their starting quarterback, I, I don't trust Boston College, even at home in a night game. I'm going to take NC State to cover minus three on the road here. That's the right answer for this. Um, NC State's the best team in the ACC. And I don't think it's close. I think they're really good. I think BC's good. I think Wake Forest is good. But, you know, I think this is the best team in the ACC. I think they're the most complete team. They can play offense. They can play defense. They can, you know, they can put up points. They can do anything they need to do um, to win the football game. I, I'm done trying to figure out what happened when a team has a letdown here or makes a big mistake there. Like, everyone wants explanation for what happened at Mississippi State. 
Hey, you went on the road. You went on the road in the SEC game on 9-11 where Mississippi State had, like, this big, huge, like, celebration thing, and you got beat. That's what happened. It's not that hard to figure out. But does that mean they're not the best team in the ACC? No, they're still the best team in the ACC. Well, and they also lost their uh, their two best defenders in the game against Mississippi State. So, you know, I expect uh, Tim Beck's offense to have some answers here. They Their advanced metrics are not great on offense at NC State, but also they can get really creative and they can find ways to produce points. I, I like I like Devin Leary. I like what they're doing with the offense. I'll, uh, I'll roll with them. So we're both taking NC State minus the three here. Uh, let's see. 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We have got uh, a game on ESPN2, Iowa State, heading to Kansas State. And, brother, this one is very interesting. Kansas State, a six-and-a-half-point dog, total of 50-and-a-half. Last year, Iowa State won this game 42 to nothing. I mean, just destroyed them. Um, or it might have been – hold on. It might have been 42 to six. I wonder if I wrote this down wrong. Or 42 to three. I don't know. 42 to something. It was, it was a bloodshed. It, I'll, I'll say that. It was a bludgeoning. Um, Iowa State is number 11 in EPA per play this year. They they got hammered out of the gate against Baylor and had to fight to come back in that game and, and got within a two-point conversion. I mean, shut them down after, after the first three drives. Uh, Baylor won at 31 to 29, but, you know, they were down 21 to nothing quick. So, I, I will... I'm going to roll Iowa State here. I don't feel great about it, but Iowa State minus six and a half is the play for me. Kansas State number 60 in EPA per play margin. I I just don't know that, that Kansas State can muster enough against this defense. It's two teams that play very similarly, and while I do think sometimes that can lead to a rock fight, in a lot of instances, I, I think just the overall better team comes out ahead, and, and that's what I'm expecting from Iowa State here. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Kansas State just because I get the home team catching points. I think they're a tough football team. I don't think they're a good football team, but I do think they're a tough football team. They play well. They play discipline. You know, I, I just think – some of this is I just don't think a whole lot of Iowa State right now. Well, I will say this. I'm kind of banking on Iowa State not making a ton of mistakes, like not, not having a bunch of turnovers and whatnot. And I don't know that I should necessarily do that. If Kansas State gets them to turn the ball over, gets them to, you know, commit a bunch of penalties, et cetera, then yes, Kansas State can absolutely, they can win this game outright. So Iowa State is good as far as the advanced metrics, but you make mistakes. I mean, it's very much an Arizona State kind of thing where Arizona State against BYU just kind of gave them the game. You know, that could be the same situation here. Yeah. So, totally agree. All right, Kansas State plus six and a half for you. Iowa State minus six and a half for me. Uh, let's move on. We have got, uh, let's see, three more. ESPNU, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Stanford heading to Washington State. I know you love talking about your boy Rolo. Uh, there's some crazy stuff going on in uh, in Pullman, Washington right now with that situation. Uh, we ain't going to dive into the politics of it, but Washington State is a one and a half point underdog. They've gotten some big wins here lately. Uh, total of 52 and a half. Washington State, number 27 EPA per pass defense, and that is that's Stanford's strength on offense. So I I kind of like what Washington State is doing. You know, the run-and-shoot offense is really working now that they've got Jaden DeLora back. I <laughs> here, Here's a very interesting stat I pulled up. Stanford is dead last in field goal margin, or not field goal, uh, field position margin, and Washington State is number 38. Like, Stanford is 
is awful at where they give other teams the ball. And I think it's going to hurt them in this spot. Like Going on the road to Pullman, that's not an easy place to play, especially at night, especially when you've got a Washington State team that's got a lot to play for. So I'm, I'm going to take Washington State to win this game outright. My line on it was Washington State minus two. Like I, I will absolutely uh, take the Cougars to win this game outright. Yeah, this was one of my plays in the SBR show. I, I, I just think Washington State's too good. Rolo with the quarterback is totally different than Rolo without a quarterback. It just is. That's yes. just it. And he's got his quarterback. And as long as he's healthy and upright, then they're going to be okay. And you give them good field position. Up? Oh, did we lose you? I think we lost Chris. <laughs> oh, these phone calls, man, I swear. Chris, are you back? And nothing. Okay. <laughs> there it went. There it went. All right. We will finish this thing out. Let me let me see if I can get him back on the on the call here. But uh but man, just how how crazy is that? Uh yes, I agree with him about Washington State. Um, but that is I have not moved I have not moved for the last forty five <laughs> minutes, and I can hear you perfectly. <laughs> we completely shut it down. I don't know what happened. So uh, <laughs> All right, so we're, we're both riding Washington State plus one and a half. That works. Yeah. Um, and we've got two more, so let's go on and ride through them. Another Pac-12 after dark game, and let's dive into it. 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fox, UCLA at Washington. The Huskies favored by a point. The total is 54 and a half. UCLA number 30 in EPA per rushing offense. Washington is number four, uh, 104 in, uh, in EPA per rush defense. Washington is number 49 in EPA per passing offense. UCLA is number 103 in uh, in that spot on defense. UCLA, number one in net field position. Washington, number 100. There's a lot of things that favor UCLA in this spot, but there are a couple of things here and there that could make you think Washington can win this game. They're favored by a point. This line stinks. This line absolutely stinks to me. And, brother, I am I am all over Uh Washington in this spot because the line is awful. I mean, it, I, this makes no sense. I had UCLA minus four in this spot, and that's including the home field advantage for Washington. I'm, I'm going to take Washington because it, it, I feel like they know something that I don't. Well, you can do that, and I'm going to ride Chip. I'm going to ride DTR. I just think, look, this UCLA team is an up-and-down team. They're not great, but I think Washington's bad. I don't think they're very good. And, uh, and you know, I just – I'm going to keep riding with what my eyes tell me. I can, I can understand that. I can understand that because I'm I'm basically uh, betting this blindly, right? Like that's <laughs> – I'm just – because it, it doesn't make sense to me, so I'm going to go the opposite direction. I, I just – I don't understand why Washington would be favored in this spot. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take them. Uh, and you're going to ride UCLA plus one. We got one more game to dive into before we close this out here. Uh, and that would be FS2 game. This is a little bit earlier. I did everything else chronologically, but this one's a 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. Fresno State heading to Laramie, Wyoming. And Wyoming is a three-and-a-half point dog here. Total of 54. Uh, Chris, Fresno is top 15 in the country in quality drive ratio uh, in their defense and offensive success rates. Wyoming, on the other side, number 18 in EPA per, uh, per play margin. They are number 17 in EPA per pass defense. 
And that's big because Fresno moves the ball a lot through the air. Like that, they are, Jake Hayner is a big part of why Fresno is so good. I think that this is going to be a close ball game. I think Wyoming is going to win the game outright. Like, I, you know, I'm a big Cowboys homer. I like what Craig Bull does. I like his defense and whatnot. I think this is a perfect spot for them. Uh, Fresno has not played as well as of late. Uh, ever since that UCLA win, they just have not played as well once they got into conference play. I I expect Wyoming to be able to cover this three and a half. And and like I said, I think that they're going to win the game. So I'm, I'm definitely going to toss them into one of my round robins on Saturday morning. Uh, but this is, you know, I like the Cowboys here. I like Craig Bowl. Yeah, I'm I'm still I'm gonna still ride with Fresno. I think they're the better football team, and uh, and I'm just I'm just not giving up on them. I know they haven't looked great, but they're, they're still good enough for me. I mean, it makes sense. Jake Hayner, like all that explosive ability. I mean, you pop a couple of those big plays against Wyoming. Yeah, I could I could totally see it. Uh, I am basically banking on Wyoming to shut down those explosive plays and keep the ball away from them. So, I, and I think that that rushing attack can do that. So I'm, I'm going to bank on the Cowboys. You're going to bank on Fresno. I like it. I like it. All right, man. We are uh, almost at the hour mark, so I'm going to go ahead and let you go, and I'm going to close this thing out. So sound good? See you, buddy. All right, later, yep. bud. Yep. All right, so we appreciate Chris jumping in, of course. It's always uh, a little bit crazy on these weekday shows with him having to call in, but either way, there we go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get us out of here. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to... Bet US and sign up there. The show is brought to you by them. Use the promo code NCAAF2021. You get a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. And it is sportsbook exclusive. That means that you can use all of that to gamble on football. And you absolutely should. Because we're trying to help you out with winners here. Uh, we, we hadn't been great, but last week was definitely a good one. I went 8-3, and three, Chris went 7-4. and four. Always a good time. So, Go and check those out. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Make sure that you go and subscribe to the YouTube channels where Chris does the uh, uh, the Sportsbook Review College Football Show, and I do the BetUS College Football Show. There's a link in the description on YouTube and the podcast for both of those. So go ahead and check them out. Do your thing. We appreciate all of you for being here. It's been another fun week. Hopefully you will join us on Sunday morning for the live reaction show uh, to the college football weekend that was, I am sure, that we are going to have some crazy things happen again this week. Uh, with that said, hopefully all of you uh, have good weekends and, and good Fridays and everything else. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we hope that all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mom. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.